Supercar Radio, where great cars never die. And hey there, everybody. Uh, actually, if you're listening when I'm doing this, it would be good evening. But uh, <laughs> right now, I'm uh, doing, uh, been gathering up all the stories for episode six, and I think we're about ready to roll here. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, though, before we start, is that I've uh, been getting some emails that have uh, <laughs> have not made me happy, and uh, and I don't think it's it's any of the listeners, but I I just wanted to say that uh, I got two separate emails about uh, link exchanges, and so I thought, okay, well, you know, they they sound like car sites, you know, they they're probably people who are listening, you know, I. Obviously, I was pretty naive to think this. Um, it turns out that there are either people who found out about my website some other way, or uh, bots, and that's kind of what I think it is, that have found the website and want to do a link exchange. And so I, I looked at the websites that were asking for the link exchange, and you know when you go to one of those sites and they have as much of every different topic as they can and then excuse me Google AdSense ads so that they can drive up their page rank yeah that that's what all that, that's what the first one was now the second one which which obviously made made me angry because you know they're trying to use my page to get themselves more page rank so, you know, that that happens a lot, that, you know, I, that sucks, but I'm not as angry about it as the other email I got, which is actually, um, it's a car radio seller. So, now they're trying to get free advertising out of me. And now you guys, if I put up a link to their site, which of course I'm not going to do, if I put up a link to their site, you guys aren't going to know if I'm being paid. You're not going to know if I actually endorse the products, product, products that they sell. So it puts me in a really bad position. And also, there again, I'm being used again because now they're trying to muscle free advertising out of me. So... If, if any of these people are listening, and I kind of doubt that they are because it's pretty clear that they don't care about the about what, the content of my website at all. They, all they care about is pretty much mooching off of it for their own personal gain. If anyone, if anyone who has done this is listening, please stop because I'm my policy is now I'm just going to answer that your site does not have is not um, similar to mine, so I, I won't accept the, the link exchange. So, um, you know, 
I I think that's pretty much all there is to it. You know, if I'm I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna be people's enablers who who want free advertising. I I mean, it's we live in a in, in you know the the internet is is uh, capitalism, like it or not. So I mean, if you don't want to pay for advertising, that's 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 kind of their problem, but it's not it's not my job, and I I resent the fact that I'm being approached by people who don't you know obviously they're making it sound harmless. Oh, it's just a link exchange, yeah, a link exchange in an effort to make you money and to give me nothing of that money that you're making. You know, if they would have said, you know, uh, do you want to be an affiliate or an advertising partner? then I would have considered it critically. But when they say, do you want a link? Here's the site. Do they think I'm not just, I'm not going to check out the site? Do they really think I'm, I'm just going to say, oh yeah, whatever. Okay. Link. And then the funny thing to me is that they, um, I'm sure they're going to claim it wasn't all about uh, page rank or anything, but the funny thing is that one of them actually said, as you know, Sharing links will boost the page rank to our sites. I mean, come on. It's obvious that, I mean, Google ads, page rank. Put them together. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I think I think that's pretty much all we need to say. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't any of you guys. Like I said before, I'm very sure that it was a bot. Anyway. Uh, okay, so interesting thing that's that's uh, starting starting to really catch on is I actually read that about this uh, in an article in my local newspaper about uh, exotic car rentals and a couple of years ago it seemed like these were kind of a um, an emerging business you know a um, little bit of a nascent business model w- with respect to the the type of cars that were being rented, and quite frankly, I didn't know I didn't know that anybody really had the guts to rent out hundred thousand, multiple hundred thousand dollar cars. But anyway, apparently they do. I guess if you crash it, you're gonna <laughs> get hit with huge bills. Anyway, so you know. Um, I was reading about this, and these guys are making, oh man, just a ton of money off of uh, exotic rentals. They're charging, God, what was it? I think for a Lamborghini Gallardo, I think they were charging six hundred dollars a day. I think it might it might have been more like a thousand. There were several different rates, so really they they're making a killing, and. Um, you know, they they pretty they pretty much win either way. You know, put yourself in the shoes of these guys. I mean, if if someone crashes the car, you know that's terrible. But then, how much money do you get from that? Probably even more than the thing cost because you have a have a uh, deposit on it that they have to put in. Uh, in addition to the renting fee, blah blah blah. They're gonna you know charge. You know the the company's gonna charge you if you crash their car, obviously, and then you know if not just regular maintenance, maybe a tank of gas here and there. It 
it's a great business model. You know, why did why didn't people think of this before? You know, we all want to drive around the cars that the celebs and rich people bomb around in the, the, these. You know, awesome, awesome cars that that people people drool over. So, um, you know, it's a really good business model for them, and I think it's I think it's uh, good because it gives us somewhat of <laughs> more of a chance to to actually drive these things. Um, but there's another another side to this that might not be so great, and I actually have to add this to my show notes because I didn't even I forgot about it for a while. <laughs> Is uh, you know, with more and more people renting these who are inexperienced drivers, this can pose a huge safety risk. And, you know, I was thinking about this because I read this article online. I don't remember where it was. If I did, I would have cited it. I'm sorry for whoever wrote this. But anyway, this guy uh, loans his friend his Ferrari 360. First of all, boy... I uh, <laughs> wouldn't be loaning out my $200,000 car. Anyway, so he loans... Uh, he, he's good buddies with this guy, so he loans him his 360. The guy uh, goes starts going through a... Um, it wasn't like a... I think it was like a main arterial around a... Um, around a... Residential neighborhood. That's it. Couldn't think of it for a second. So he's going around, and he hits 150 in this car. He hits... He grazes a car, bounces off, hits another car, and then wraps the thing around a telephone pole. I mean, just totally just cleaves the front end in half. Whoa. Okay, that was weird. (laughs) I think... I think Cast Blaster cut out on me. That's the that's the first time it's actually done that. Okay, so so he, he just cuts his car in half pretty much in the front. He lucky to be alive. He was for the first few hours, I guess, in critical condition. Then he was in satisfactory condition, moved up to satisfactory. I don't know if he's still in the hospital or not. This was a couple days ago, I'm assuming so cuz I mean, 150 mile per hour crash. That's that's not good, but you know, it's it's a testament to the safety features of a car like that, that, you know, you can be going that fast. Well, obviously, you're not going to want to try it. But in this man's case, you know, you can be going 150 in a residential neighborhood, and it won't, it didn't kill him. You know, so uh, props to the Ferrari uh, safety guys. Okay, so next, what we've got, oh my gosh okay laptop battery is running low and the fan is being noisy sorry about that a little hum in the background um I, I gotta see if I can insulate this somehow anyway uh, I was cruising around supercars.net and I found what I would think to be probably the ugliest supercar in existence so this thing is the orca <laughs> And oh boy, it's locking! Oh no! Oh no! Locking up! No! Don't do this to me! No! Oh no! Okay. No, why did I do this? Okay, one second. Okay, we're back up. All right, sorry about that. 
Okay, so it's the 04 Orca C113, and uh, this was another one of those kind of uh, private things that um, that uh, was thought up by a very one very rich person, and so this thing. God, let me see if I can describe this over the air. It is really, really ugly. I mean, it it looks like a wedge. <laughs> and But the bad part is that, well, there's several bad parts. The first bad part is that in the front, it's very, very uh, slim. So, so it's like a, a very sharp edge. And then along with that, the pattern of the headlights and uh, on top of the wheel wells is such that it looks like the car, the front end of the car has been bent up into like a V shape, like a dihedral kind of thing. It is so, so ugly. And then the, the uh, windshield is, I guess the closest shape would be a trapezoid. And it comes up in, in like a trapezoid fashion when you're looking at at it from the front, and it has one windshield wiper. It is, oh man, the, so I mean, I I could never figure out why you would spend this much money to develop a car and then make it look this ugly. So so far, I've seen a lot of supercars, but I think the 2004 Orca C113 takes the cake for. Uh, for being the ugliest. Wow. It's fast, though. <laughs> 0 to 60, 2.9. Top speed claimed to two, 224. That's that's pretty amazing. In fact, they even had a forum on here talking about whether they thought, uh, whether they thought the Enzo would beat this or not. And general consensus was the Enzo because this hasn't really been uh, independently road tested yet, which is interesting since it's a year and a half old. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I just thought I'd share that with you. So, ugliest supercar <laughs> so far. If anybody has, uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely post it on the Flickr site. If anybody has an uglier supercar, I'd love to see it. <laughs> Email me supercar.radio at gmail.com so next up oh man this computer okay you know what I think I, I think I'm gonna have to have to do some surgery on this I am so sorry just wait wait for one second I'll pause this, and then when it's working again, I will unpause it, and we can get on with things. Okay, so I think we've got everything figured out now. <laughs> Had about, oh, 15 minutes of battery left <laughs> for production and uh, reading stuff and all that. That wasn't really enough, so I hooked up to AC, uh, closed a few windows, tweaked some things, and I think we're running again. Okay. Uh, now... Most of you are probably familiar with the Koenigsegg CC that uh, beat the McLaren F1's uh, speed record in uh, 2004. 
Well, they had the CCR, the racing version, and now they just came out with about two weeks ago. I don't know how how I missed this. <laughs> they came out with the CCX, and this is the craziest Koenigsegg I have ever seen, and that is saying a lot. Uh, it says. Uh, to meet, and this is from supercars.net, to meet international re- regulations, Koenigsegg have revamped and retooled their CCR supercar into the CCX. Named to commemorate 10 years since the first prototype so- saw the light of day, the CCX now meets the strict California emissions limits as well as other tough U.S. safety laws. Fortunately, this process let Koenigsegg improve the CC, and as a result, the CCX is larger and mo- more refined. And, um... They've got a new, they've got a new engine. Um, oh my God, <laughs> it's gonna cost over almost six hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, so we let's see, transmission is a specially developed six-speed manual. Okay, that doesn't really tell us a lot, but all right. Um, and then. Oh, this this is the thing that I found most interesting about this car. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little bit of chaos right now. People entering the room despite me telling them that I'm podcasting. Oh, well. Um, this is the thing that's really interesting is the, um, the dual superchargers. And I saw this about a year ago just as a proof of concept thing. Like, could you actually run a car with two superchargers? And it, it was a really funky looking thing and it ran well. They they actually put this into the CCX. And the top speed is supposedly going to be 245 and they uh, they haven't done independent tests on that yet, but their own tests say there's going to be um, 245, 0 to 60 in 3.2, quarter mi- whoa, 9.9 second quarter mile, 0.3 drag. The, this is going to be an insane car. Um, e- even, if even if their predictions are off a little bit, this is going to be even better than the CCR. Uh, it's, it's got a bigger, better engine. It is going to be a, just an awesome car. And the Koenigsegg is, Koenigseggs have always really been one of my favorites, especially with the um, the CCR, because not only are they fast, they're just so distinctive and so cool looking. I mean, um, the doors, them, just the doors defy classification. I, I think that the Koenigsegg engineers call them something like a double helix actuation system. No, double helix synchro... I don't even remember anymore. It's in one of my books. I I don't even remember what it is. Anyway, that's that. It's an awesome car. And, um... It's uh, it's going to be coming out pretty pretty soon to the uh, U.S. market. Okay, now we got to get moving because we are already over time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, 
gosh, we're already at over 20 minutes. So uh, we'll do this last story and then wrap it up. Actually, this is all I had for today. So from Road and Track, Porsche Carrera GT versus Porsche 911 GT3 RSR. Okay, this came out of a concept where people said, okay, let's take a Carrera GT straight off, off of the showroom and put it against this 911 Le Mans race car. You know, the, the, it, totally not street legal. Uh, no changes will be made to the Carrera. And they raced them on a track and, and took numbers and they had two professional Le Mans drivers. It was unbelievable because there was not much difference at all. In fact, on the site, which I'll link up, they have a video of the two cars and also the drivers talking about the few differences that were actually there um, with with the cars and how they how they behaved in, in relationship to one another. It's very interesting. And they they concluded that if if the Carrera had had racing had been had been lowered just a little bit and had racing slicks put on it, it probably would have matched or beaten the GT3 with no... Now, this is like no lightning. I mean, obviously, GT3 is built out of the lightest stuff. You know, everything's stripped down in the cockpit. You know, it's not luxury at all. Carrera is huge luxury. So they're saying, you know, leave everything in the Carrera in. All you would have to do is give it slicks and lower it, and it would be, it would perform just as well, if not better, than the race car, which is, to me, amazing. You know, and they, they already said that even with all the racing refinements on the GT3, the Carrera still has the upper hand and acceleration and top, or uh, excuse me, just top speed. So, uh, but that the uh, the 911 corners better, and so it gains the time back. So, really, yeah, it was almost. They said it was almost a dead heat as it is. So, just very interesting article. I really encourage you to go over, and read it, uh, watch the video. Really cool. Uh, so, <coughs> contact info. Uh, you can reach me by email at supercar.radio at gmail.com you can skype me at game chat live that's the uh, name of my other podcast and uh, you can also leave comments on the web blog a lot of you've been doing that that's always welcome and uh, so yeah that's it and also be sure to check out the Flickr site I'll be putting up the uh, the pictures of the cars that we covered today so uh, have a great spring break everybody and I will see you in two weeks